Bueller. 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 podcast where we overanalyze the John Hughes classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off one minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. And today we're talking about minute 33. Minute 33 starts with a seven up and it ends with a good secretary. So I did not have much to say about the city yesterday. Right. So I did a little bit more research. I petitioned some people to reach out to me and tell me about Chicago. Um, Didn't get a whole lot of response on that. However, I did find an article that was put out online by like the Chicago Tourism Board or something that was like, this is the official Ferris Bueller's Day Off map to the city. Oh, funny. Uh, (laughs) And it mentions that places they drive along uh, uh, specifically are uh, they we see Grant Park, which is uh, I think Millennium Park is part of that like outlet, but it is the large urban park in downtown Chicago. It's home to the Buckingham Fountain and the Art Institute of Chicago. It was originally called Lake Park, Lake Park, but the name was changed in 1901 in honor of Ulysses S. Grant. So now it's Grant Park. Uh, it is also known as Chicago's Front Yard. Okay. Which is great. All right. And then we also have Lakeshore Drive, which runs along Lake... I want, I want to do the Nightvale thing. Go Mich- Michigan? Michigan? Michigan. <laughs> it goes along Lake Mi- Michigan. Uh, and it is featured in so many movies, Victoria. Uh, along with Ferris Bueller's Day Off, it was featured in Cheaper by the Dozen, The Blues Brothers, The Breakup, Risky Business, Love Jones, My Best Friend's Wedding, Somewhere in Time, and National Lampoon's Vacation. Oh, wow. That's quite a list. It's quite a list. Yeah. I recognize most, if not all, of those movies. I don't know what Love Jones is. Yeah, I don't know what that one is. But the rest of them, I think I've, I think I've seen all the rest of them. I, actually, I haven't seen Somewhere in Time. What's that? I don't think I've seen that one either. Okay, we'll skip it. Those are probably the only two. The other ones you named, definitely. Yeah, so that's uh, that's a, uh, a little chunk of what we get to see. I have a problem. <laughs> okay, what's your problem? Yesterday, no, the day before yesterday, we peeled out of the parking lot. Right. Ferris was wearing a trench coat. And that hat. And that hat. That was from his room. Uh, which, which he let fly. Yes, he did. Was he wearing... But he was wearing a suit, right? He was wearing a suit when he was on the phone with Rooney. And when he yes. was... It, like, he looked the, very dapper. Yeah, he was wearing the suit when they picked the car up from Cameron's house. Yep. They leave the school. We have a cut of the city. We cut back to them in the car. Ferris is wearing not the suit not no. the trench coat. No, not no. even the hat. No. I mean, he threw the hat away. Well, he threw the hat, which is like, that's a waste. So, so when did Ferris change? Did they go home? So he could, like, tr- change and drop did, off. Did they go home to set up the doorbell gag and the two phone gags? Oh. Did they have time to set up her phone? Like... After picking her up before going downtown, before Rooney calls in a minute later this week. That's a a short amount of time. It is a really short amount of time. I... Unless she lives close to the school. I don't know. 
Unless they all live close to school, I suppose. Hmm. He can run home from her house, so they live relatively close to each other. Right, yeah, we and know, we know that. And they drop Cameron's car off, and Cameron doesn't, like, take them to Sloane's house. So the three of them must live in close proximity. So if it's close enough to the school that they could go home and do this, I mean, what time is it? Did they just waste another hour? Is it now, like, going on 11? Just doing this setup is that what we have to i feel like because he's changed his clothes we have to account for the fact that they probably went back to the house unless the clothes are in the car wait maybe i mean where did he change did he just change in the seat did they pull over somewhere isn't that what guys do guys don't care i've I've changed in my car plenty of times my guys don't care i mean it's not like a girl like yeah a guy can change pretty easily yeah i don't know where did Ferris have the clothes? No one, they, who, no, did anyone Ferris else change? holding a bundle of clothes when he... Picked her up. No, they were in the car. When they picked the car up. He didn't have it when they went to pick up the car. Not true. He didn't put clothes in the car and then climb in and tell Cameron, let's go. True. They must have gone home. But now he's wearing the like iconic Ferris Bueller outfit. Yeah, yeah, the t-shirt with the vest. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the jacket. And jacket, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh... I guess. So I guess we have to say it must be like 11 now. I still want to say before noon. But we get a lot more of driving shots. We see a lot and, of and, them. And Cameron's got this cool hat now. Cameron does have this cool hat. I like his hat. It's got this, it's this cool like plaid. It looks like those hats Ricky wears, but just in red plaid. Mm. Like not quite a newsboy hat, but. A, it, it sort of reminds me of that. I don't know what that style's called. Mm-hmm. Because there's like little subtle nuances in hats and they yeah. all have their own name and yeah. <gasps> I should have asked the Indiana Jones Minute guys. They had a long discussion. I should have asked Jerry Porter about hats. About hats. About what hats. kind of hats? Because they talked a lot about hats in uh, the, ball- the bar in Nepal during Raiders. Oh. Because everyone has hats. Because everyone's wearing a hat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ma- um, Matthew Broderick is also wearing a hat. Don't like his hat. I don't think John Hughes likes his hat. I can't quite tell what his hat really looks like. It, it looks like... Oh, it's a beret. Yeah, I don't know why he's wearing a beret. That That looks like one of the berets you would get like if you were in a ROTC. I don't... Did you get a beret in a ROTC? It doesn't really look like a beret to me. That looks like a military beret. It doesn't look... I don't even know what's the symbol. There's a crest on it and yeah, everything. Yeah, but it's like just a metal crest with a red sash across it. I don't know. We'll have to look. I'll have to keep an eye out a little bit closer. So they're sitting in the car. We get this cool shot of uh, them in the car. Cameron sitting in the back between the two seats. I asked Sam between yesterday and today about this uh, this two seater. Okay. Uh, he said that cars um, started being optional seatbelts in the 30s. So we don't see them wearing seatbelts. It could be that the car doesn't have seatbelts, but it it would have been something that would have been an option in the in the Ferrari. Uh, same goes with the radio. It was probably built with a radio, but because this is a car that's been restored by Cameron's father, they've probably put a different radio in, which would explain the music that we hear in the car. I, I we, we made the assumption that Beat City was them listening to the right. radio. Yeah, yeah. And I, I do know that later there's a song that we hear on the radio right before Cameron goes berserk that we'll talk about when we get there. Which I think actually is on the radio. Like, you know how we talked about whether or not like we don't really know if the song is coming from the car but there's other songs that we know are coming from in movie 
sources, like the boombox. Uh-huh. Complicated. So I asked. And uh, I got a little bit of information from Sam, so he helped us out. Cameron looks so mad. So they're they're kind of fooling around. This uh, this we don't have any dialogue in this in this in this part of the minute, but Cameron uh, Ferris like turns around and looks at Cameron and takes his hands off the wheel and he is kind of fooling around a little bit and Cameron is so upset because this is a very expensive car and Ferris should not be playing like this. No, probably not. No, no. no. not not when you're driving a car that is worth more than either of us will ever make. <laughs> obnoxious so that's it that's all the city shots we got right now in this particular week we're gonna cut back to the school victoria we're this is a scene that we did for our promo yep mm-hmm. so we cut back into the school and we see the kid in the jean jacket who was on the uh on the phone with ferris earlier before he told that girl that he needed a new kidney yep and so he's taking up a collection he's decided oh well ferris needs a new kidney everyone should pitch in and he's got a Pepsi can, and he's he's uh, going around for coins, collecting coins. Save Ferris. Save Ferris. Save Ferris Bueller. Save Ferris. Uh, and then Genie is not having it. Not having it. What? And he says, um, see, we're collecting money to buy Ferris Bueller a new kidney, and they run about 50 Gs or so, so if you could help out... She tells him to go piss up a flagpole. Jeannie, your sister, your brother could be dying. And she don't care. No, she don't care. Because she knows it's not true. And But she doesn't take it on this poor guy. It's not his fault. He doesn't know. I think she's just mad that everyone else is buying into it. <laughs> I would. I feel like, come on. <laughs> go piss up a flagpole. He goes, I'm sorry. And she says, you should be. She knocks it out of his hand. That's, I mean, she's mean. Jeannie's kind of mean. I love Jeannie. I don't care. <laughs> I know you do. I know you she, do. She's the only one that knows. He says, hey, hey, what if you need a favor someday from Ferris Bueller? Then where will you be, huh? You heartless wench. <laughs> you heartless wench. You heartless wench. Love I, it. Me too. Uh, like, I think that accurately describes me. <laughs> that, that's not a line that I've ever... We should make a t-shirt that says heartless wench. <laughs> yes. I love heartless wench so much. Uh... And it could it could be like a little cartoon of you, and it's just like a cutout. The heart's empty. <laughs> that's mean. I I'm like just it. No, I like it. You should make it a silhouette of Jeannie. It's a silhouette, and the heart's empty. And the heart's empty. Heartless no. wench. Heartless wench. <laughs> I like that a lot. I mean, I would I would assume if Ferris is so popular that they would know that that's his sister. But the way the guy talks to her, like, seems he like knows. he doesn't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I mean, not everyone would know Jeannie because of Ferris, necessarily. They don't hang out, really. It doesn't, I don't get the impression that the two of them spend time together. People don't true. think Morgan I mean, and I are true. siblings. We don't look enough alike, even though we're barely a year apart. Hmm. Whenever hmm. we went anywhere, people always thought we were together. I'd be like, this is my sister. Stop. Stop it. No. Get out of my face. <laughs> It, it's always weird when people are like, oh my god, you guys look a lot alike. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Not really. Nobody ever sees it. I don't know. I think we both look like my mom. She definitely looks a lot like your mom. Uh-huh. I mean, I have my dad's hair color. Wait, when she does color. when she does selfies or pictures or whatever uh-huh. with, the, with her mom, like with your mom, like with her in the same picture, like the comparison the is ridiculous. I got mom on the podcast. I should get Morgan on the podcast. She Is she your genie? 
Yes. She would call you out. I wanted her for week one, for when we introduced Jeannie. She would call you out. That would be her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I could see it. (laughs) Uh, For those of you who don't know my sister, my sister Morgan is like a little younger than I am. Uh, She was born the year after me. So we're really close. People thought we were twins. Sometimes, too. It's weird. We had this kind of love-hate relationship. You're uh, you're Irish twins. We would hang out, yeah. We would hang out (laughs) together. And uh, we had a lot of the same friends up through most of high school. And then we would also, at the same time, have, like, legit screaming matches at each other. Because we couldn't, I couldn't, I, we didn't hit each other. Yeah. That would have been a big, because I have nothing but sisters, uh, hitting did not happen. Yeah, because, like, 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 no, you you're tussle. a boy, and you're a girl. Like, you would with brothers. Yeah. I don't know, I don't think that's necessarily true. But, I mean, I don't have any brothers and sisters, but whenever you I was, like... Punches. I throw punches, and I expect the guys to throw punches back. Yeah. I don't know, because it's not like you're really fighting. Um, no, Morgan always was, like, knew that if I were ever to hit them, I would get in so much trouble. And Aww, so she would, I don't like, think that's fair. use that power. Uh, so I would get really, really mad, and we would just scream. Oh, that's, see, that's not fair. I, f- I feel like, I mean, like I said, I it's don't have siblings. It's one of those, like, get out of my room! I'm not in your room! But I have, I have, like, Standing a lot of, in the, uh, threshold, I, in the, the threshold, like, uh-huh. I'm, I'm not, not in your room! Yeah. Or they put your finger, like, an inch away from you, like, I'm not touching yeah. you. Yeah, slam the door. Like, I have lots of cousins, so when wrestling was a big thing, if I walked into a room with a mattress on the floor and seemingly nobody in the room, it would be woe unto uh. me for me to, like, tiptoe myself in there and look around like where's the people then have one of my male cousins just come in and like suplex me oh, on Jesus. the ma- on the mattress like that was that i mean it's whatever it's just nope, playing that around not, that is not my life but it's playing but it's playing it's I not mean, like yeah. it's not like you're arguing and then in the middle of an argument you're like whack sure. like punching and slapping or we whatever. um we just a little bit but not much yeah interesting yeah I don't know. I'm a little more, uh... I don't think I hugged my sister until I moved out. Aww. I mean, I don't remember us being, like, particularly, like, affectionate, affectionate. toward each other. No, I don't come from a really affectionate family at all. Yeah. I hug all my other little sisters, my littler sisters. I think my it's mom... It's like a different relationship. It's weird. It's I, th- weird. I think my mom didn't start, like, hugging and, 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 like, wanting to give me, like, pecks on the cheek whenever I go visit her until, like, after I moved out. Oh, yeah, because then Same she misses thing. you. Because like, I'm an only child. Yeah. So then it's all like, oh, you don't come see me enough. And I'm like, what? You had me for 18 years. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you done with me? Right? Haven't like, you aren't enough you, of me? Aren't you tired of me by now? Uh-huh. I'd I be tired of me. I to see my mom. I think I'm going to do that today. It's like, I'd be tired of me. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think Jeannie, Jeannie's, uh, Attitude towards Ferris is definitely uh, warranted. Maybe a little bit. No, only a little? Only a little because okay. I think that she's also... Uh, I think that she needs to grow up a little bit and realize that, like... <laughs> because they're siblings... Like, siblings are supposed... They're not supposed to spend forever fighting like they stick up for no. each other and she does stick up for him at the end of the movie and i yeah, think that's it, like good it, for her she sticks up when it matters uh-huh. this as of right now this is just some bs that he's pulling well, yeah, but that the she's reason not that she's, with the reason that she's mad is that she doesn't think she could get away with it but she literally leaves the school and no one would know if she did get herself arrested yeah yeah so she could totally play hooky. She'd be fine. Like, oh, Ferris isn't going? I'm just going to go. She had her own car. She could have just left and not gone to school. She, but then she, her parents would have gotten the call. But her, her parents would have gotten the call. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 
fake the phone call. Why couldn't they do that in the first place? They could have they could have faked the phone call from his well, his mother was going to call. It would have sounded more legitimate if she had called first instead of having Rooney call him. The fact that that Katie Bueller sticks up for Ferris and then Rooney keeps pushing it is interesting. Because she's like, no, he is sick. Like I But he's not. Uh-huh. It's like, sure, but, it, it, it sounds bad to you because, like, oh, like, you're really being a jerk about this, about the sick kid, but he's not really well, sick yeah, and he but, knows it. But there's no way for him to know it, and he doesn't take Ferris's parents' word. Do you think it would have made a difference to, if to Katie me, had to called? Me, if Katie had called. Right. Before Rooney figured out that Ferris wasn't there right. and said, hey, Ferris is sick today, he's not going to be there. I think it would be a little different. Then nothing, none of this would happen. Then, uh, the, so, exactly. So the fact that why she, does he make the decision? So she forgot, and that's why he pursues Ferris. I don't think that's it. The whole point was the fact that he has been gone nine times. That, that I mean, that's that's the during that conversation he mentions that you know dominantly, predominantly mm-hmm. that like but I don't he's know been that, gone nine. I don't times. know if that would have come up if she had called first. I still if think she probably would have. If she called him, him, calling her. I feel I like an office worker still would have pulled up, like, the record of, like, of the absences and everything. I don't know how long everything. it would take to do that on that computer. I mean, who knows? That? Yeah, you're right. Who knows how long it would take? But as far as office procedure goes... Would he call her back? I don't know. Because if there... If the, the, the difference is, is that those nine times are not legit nine times. He's I know. If she played hooky said, and did all that other stuff. But if those are nine... sick nine times is reaffirming him. Exactly. Reaffirming his... Exactly. Uh, the fact that it's nine times and those are all hooky times, it's like... I don't know that they're all hooky times. I think they're all hooky times. <laughs> Otherwise, she uh, she would have been like, oh, he's only been sick, like, maybe once or twice. Like, in- instead, it's nine times within a semester, which is a shorter amount of time. It's not even the whole year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that does affect your grade. I mean, it, I, I, I don't know what it was back in 1980-something, but I know nowadays, like, if you miss nine days of school in a semester, that's a that's a CPS. That's a that's a them calling to report you because you can't you can't do that. It's illegal to to take to, for the kid to miss like a certain amount of school. They end up thinking something's wrong with the home or you know something's going on. It ends up being a big deal. Yeah, I don't know what the numbers are for stuff like that, especially in the eighties. Like I said, it's different yeah, than it is no now. Idea. I don't even know what it is now. I know that I've I had semesters where I feel like I missed more than a handful of days. But my I grades n- were good, and so no one ever... I never missed... I think there's, like, a weird... More than a few days from, like, legit being, like, sick, of course, but uh, it was never enough to have that issue. In elementary school, I did, and my and I, my mom did kind of, like, get in a little trouble for, for hmm. me getting uh, absent too many times. Hmm. Uh, so I don't know. Like, it's, it's, a weird, it's a weird thing. Yeah, I don't know what the, the rules are about that kind of thing. Yeah. If any of you guys know, reach out to us. Any teachers out there listening? Like I said, it's it's not it's not just semester. Do you think Brian would know Brian? Maybe. Tell us how many days you're allowed to miss well, this semester. It, d- it depends on what uh, it depends on if it's different for what school you're in, whether you're in elementary or high school uh-huh. or whatever. I don't know if that makes a difference. Yeah, like that's a, a thing. And back then, they didn't have the uh, the whole like charter school or the type where you go. Like you can, you only have to go to class like a couple hours a day, mm. that type of thing. People do most of it at home, sure. which they have that now. Uh, definitely when, didn't have that then. 
So I don't know. It's not. It's it, it's to me. The, the this bothers is always me. before I was born, so yeah, I don't yeah. feel like I can make any comments. The only thing that bothers the, the one thing that bothers me the most about this is that the fact that like yeah, you want to have all this time and nine times like hooky and whatever else and having sure. a good time. I go, but there's consequences. There's and grades are still good. Could pu- it, it doesn't matter what your grades are. <laughs> If you're still missing the school, if you're still missing a bunch of days of school, there's still, you're right. And like asshole teenagers want to be able to do whatever the hell they want when that's not how life is. I'm sorry. I think it would be totally different if Ferris was failing. We can't even prove that he is not failing his classes because he obviously can get into the system and change absences. He could probably change grades. So I am like. I think that's something that would be noticed even more quickly because people because teachers keep again paper old computers of their grades and things he has our records are a pain in the butt to try to Rooney go through those ferris's paper record on his desk when he's talking to katie bueller right Does so he? like the like or just the absent report i you know he's got like a whole thing like a like a, there's that, like a that file. just that could just be his like his file maybe i don't know your file for school is like your referrals your absences it wouldn't contain any of your grade information i would assume that it would um most of that stuff has like the the your testing stuff like major testing Uh state testing and that kind of stuff but like not for individual classes like your maybe report cards but not like individual assignments or anything sure but if he's changing things in the computer before they print out grade books and then they print his report card and it doesn't the teacher wouldn't i don't think would be the one actually printing it out but I don't know who, like, where's the accountability? The account- I don't think that, I, I don't feel that, I think that the conversation on the phone would have been completely different if Ferris was not only missing school, but also failing his classes. Because Rooney mentions, like, if he thinks he could skate through this month and, uh, and still graduate. graduate. And I think that the graduation is because of the absences. The threat of not graduating is not because his grades I are mean, bad. I being, mean, being a senior is like serious stuff. I remember like being a senior and having it and having lots of my friends like end up missing out on things because they think they can do whatever they want. And mm-hmm. when they start playing lax in their senior year, that's like, well, guess what? You guys just your, your prom like stuff taken away from you. You're not allowed to go to prom and this got taken away from you. Guess what? You get, you get to graduate but you don't get to walk. Like this is the kind of stuff that sure. I remember happening in my senior year. So it's like there is consequences. I don't think that my, the con. The, the, what what bothers me is that like sure like you're fine for Ferris and blah blah blah, but there's consequences that could be brought down onto your parents. Mm-hmm. And why do they deserve that just because you want to be a jerk? Like to me, I, I, I have more sympathy for the parents at that point because like it could be a more serious thing if this was like a more serious movie but because it's comedy and you play like most comedy movies, especially the ones that have teenagers, they make the teenagers all out to to be like super super smart and like able to uh, pull fast ones on adults and make adults look look really like dumb mm. and naive. Which is what they've done in this movie. They made Rooney look dumb. They made his parents look naive. They've made Cameron's parents look jerks. Like every, there's no positive adult in this whole movie other than maybe Grace, but only Florence because Sparrow. she's fun. For the <laughs> second the you see of her, <laughs> the teachers we don't even then again children. very we don't naive. See a lot of, you know, there aren't a lot of adults in the movie. Well, granted, but I'm saying the adults that are in there, they don't paint them very well. That's just how those these kind of movies go. 
I'm just saying, like, there, there is consequences to things, and I know they're not going to show them in a movie, it's all fantasy and whatever, but that's the kind of stuff that comes into my head, is, like, I feel about, I feel about the parents, and, like, the ram- legal ramifications and other stuff that has to go with this kind yeah. of thing. I don't know, I don't know how far Nine Absences is going to go with, like, It depends on if it's a, a consistent thing. Mm-hmm. I do think... If he's in a senior, then, you know, that, has it... Progr- I mean, he's made it this fall and has it soon. Yeah, well... I don't... I don't know. I still think that the conversation would have been different if he was also not doing well in his classes. Right. And I don't know if, uh... I mean, as a dean of students, I think... I think he... I think Grades are I also like part of his thing. I feel like he'd be aware if the grades were being changed. I would assume that he's because he he has a thing for Ferris Bueller. <laughs> that sounds a little weird, but okay. <laughs> I mean, it's Jeffrey Jones. Uh, <laughs> we need to talk about the last couple seconds of this minute before we wrap up. Okay. Uh, we cut into okay. So you mentioned yesterday, the day before yesterday, about what did I, what did I mention? Ferris and Sloane going too far. Mm-hmm. And Rooney realizing that that wasn't Mister Peterson. Specifically, right. probably because of the kiss. Right. So he makes the effort to call Mr. Peterson again. Right. So we cut to the office and Grace is on the phone and she says, Peterson home on line one. And and then we get cut because the end of the minute happens and we don't hear what she says and about. Right. It's cut off. It is cut off. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. But uh, but he is making the attempt to actually like get the Peterson number and and give him a call proper now that he's pretty certain that he didn't talk to Mr. Peterson on the phone <laughs> be, be, and then because again the- because again as a uh, as as I mentioned uh what was it yesterday that there is a uh, more legal ramifications if you're if you're an authority figure and see kind of like these things which if that was really her father well, would be considered so, some kind of sexual so he abuse makes this phone call <laughs> He's going to make this phone call, but Ferris has, we'll find out, has already planned for that, too. Yeah, which is so weird. We'll get to it. And maybe, maybe this is what happened when he went and changed his clothes. All right. I don't feel like there's enough time for this. Did he go in, Rooney went inside from dropping off And immediately made the call. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he had other things to do. I doubt it. It feels like he doesn't care about any other student except for Ferris today. No one ever, no one is giving him any trouble. We don't, we don't know that. It doesn't look like it. <laughs> it doesn't look like it. Who do you see going to the office later? Jeannie. Jeannie seems to be the only problem. <laughs> <laughs> what a little asshole. D- damn Bueller kids. I know, causing trouble. And there's our parents. Like, no, our, pa- our kids are fine. I'm like, no, your kids have problems. <laughs> well, they don't, they don't think Jeannie's fine. Later, uh, Tom true. suggests they shoot her. That's, that's terrible. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we get there. I think that was everything for this minute. This was a good minute. Victoria, I like talking to you. You know, someone did a... Uh, there's a new feature that's being tested out with iTunes right now. Okay. And it somehow it rates like what the best episodes of a show are oh okay i don't know how they find that rating maybe it's based on like how many people have listened to it or how many downloads it's had or like how many or reactions yeah 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 afterwards all of our best episodes between harry potter and ferris are episodes that are just you and me by ourselves heck yeah heck yeah (laughs) 
We don't need no guests. We don't need no stinking guests. <laughs> like stinking we, we, we love all of you guys. Uh, we want you to like, be guests on our show. Like, don't don't take us. it personally. Don't leave us. Don't leave us. So yeah, go check us out on iTunes. Uh, it's not even iTunes. It's Apple Podcasts now, I think, right? Go find us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and a review. Uh, help other people find the show because we really love doing this. And uh, I feel like we're getting better every week. So do that and come back tomorrow. For minute number 34 of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Save Ferris. Save Cameron. Okay. No, nothing. I was like, go piss up a flag.